You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Prop or Flop, where Joe Ostrowski breaks down tonight's pro basketball action. Where can you make money on player props tonight? Joe O answers now on Prop or Flop on BetQL Daily. Not just Joe O, we've got Joe G here as well. BetQL Daily weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon. On the new and improved BetQL Network, take a look at uh, some of the props that we find enticing, and not just the NBA either, Joe G. I, I want to look, take a look at Major League Baseball, anything else that uh, that is on your mind for tonight. There are some K props that are standing out. Uh, as far as baseball goes, it appears that there continues to be value on the over. I, we'll, we'll talk our way through it because there are a few starting pitchers that really stands out, but we're in the midst of this MLB crackdown. So uh, will some of these starting pitchers reach some numbers that we've seen over the first two and a half months of the season? Yeah, look, uh, last night I had two overs with Tyler Maley and you Darvish. They both went over on day one go. of the of the, the crackdown. So maybe potentially here, Joe, these teams and these pitchers are find a way to get through this. All right, let's start with the NBA. Now, we all know that the Suns are now favored by five, total in the range of uh, 224. Clippers plus 175 on the money line, if you think that they have a chance evening up this series. It would be mission accomplished if they were able to split uh, games one and two of the series in Phoenix. However, they have not won a game one or two so far in the postseason, but let's take a look at it from the prop perspective. I might get into a little bit of trouble, Joe G, because... There are so many things that I like, and the reason being uh, we might have some value because you have the superstar on the Clippers out in Kawhi, and we think one of the best players. We think, not not that the question is, uh, is he one of the best players, that uh, CP3, it looks like he's going to be missing this game as well, and we can also take a look at the last game, uh, see how it it played out. I love it. I love it. We're all working from home. It, it's all good, Joe. We G. got the dog the, here. She, the, the dog, dog is, is my dog is in on the props, Joe. She's right. in on the props. She's got. I mean, she's got the over tonight and a couple. She's all in on this. And yes, yeah, so, no. But the the idea of CP three not like Ca- Cameron Payne was the one I was looking at tonight, Joe, because Cameron Payne, if, if he's in there, it, you know, Paul's in there, it changes everything about this. Not a pain not, fan. No, not she a hates pain. Fan. She hates pain. I understand. She's a Bulls fan. She she may have uh, watched his career in the, in the, with the Bulls. Well, ironically, she's a pit bull boxer, so she is go. a Bulls fan. That's it. There you go. I'm I'm wondering right now how often does the shush to the dog work? I know it doesn't work with children, but I don't I don't have any dogs right now. So uh, we, it, we've been it, able to hold off. But how often does the shush work? Not often. Uh, it's it's almost as if you, it's it's for me, right? I'm I feel like I'm doing the right thing by saying it. 
but she's not going to shush. Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to grab her. You keep going with the props. Okay. No, no problem at all. So yeah, I, there seems to be a little bit of value here in the prop market because we can take a look at how things play out with uh, Kawhi off the court and the usage for certain players. The numbers seem to balloon on a couple Clippers players. Want to go over that? And uh, I don't want to say similarly because it's not as extreme on the Sun side. Uh, Booker's usage is north of 34% when cp3 is off the court but the paul george number is the amazing one the usage is up around 58 percent so there are a number of props that i am taking a look at and one of them sticking with the clippers is paul george and the points 30 and a half earlier in the show we addressed that uh, if the clippers have a legitimate shot at pulling off the upset this evening paul george has to probably score north of 30 points well there's your number 30 and a half. There is the prop of 31 plus points and the win for Paul George. And that is plus 370, nearly a four to one return. I would take a look at that one. How about Nick Batum? Nick Batum, without Kawhi on the court, his rebounds take a spike. And in game one, we saw Batum grab 10 boards. The prop number is set at six and a half. Reggie Jackson, usage has uh, certainly gone up with no Kawhi. He's uh, had a terrific run in the playoffs of late, and he hit four threes in game one. The number for the game two prop is two and a half threes made for Reggie Jackson. And this might surprise some people. Uh, the, the rebounds g- go up significantly Uh, The number for Reggie Jackson rebounds, something I I think a lot of people don't look at. They don't think to look at guards and rebounds. The Booker number has been hitting for a while. That's been pretty consistent throughout the playoffs. But the Reggie Jackson number is at three and a half, and he grabs six in game one. Now taking a look over on the Sun side, a lot of people are going to bet on Booker, and I certainly understand why. He has the highest point total prop in the game. It's higher than Paul George's at 31.5. Coming off the 40-point triple-double, I'm not going to bet on it. I'm not going to bet against it. I'm just staying away from the Booker prop. There are there are more uh, options available. I'm going to consider the Aiton and the points. That's at 15.5. That's a tick up from what we saw in game one. Not something I love, just something I'll consider at 15 and a half. uh, Aiton went over that uh, 14 and a half number pretty early on in the game, but he ended up with 20. So it's not like he completely smashed that one. Joe, I got Uh, one for you. As as the, uh, the Cameron Payne hater is out of the room and I am back here. Michael Bridges tonight, 12 and a half is his point total. I like the over uh, Michael Bridges tonight for the Suns. He had 14 in game one. Average 16 in the last round. He is a good shooter from the outside, as we've seen now for years. And the, the Marcus Morris injury status worries me for the Clippers, but also worries me for this matchup. He's that big wing on the outside that could put a hand in the face of, uh, of Bridges. Bridges feels like an over tonight. I like that prop. What, what uh, in addition to Bridges, are there any others that you like? Or is Bridges your favorite in this game? Bridges is my favorite. Uh, okay. I like Booker over 31. It feels like he is he's on he's gonna be on a hot streak now. And and the Cameron Payne one, that that's I mean, that's totally the Chris Paul hedge, right? If he doesn't play in this game, 
Cameron Payne, 14 and a half points. That that's an interesting one as the guy who will be the lead ball handler for the Suns. So that's one you take with a little trepidation. You, you watch the line of the game, and if it keeps falling back down towards the Clippers, you probably feel more confident that Chris Paul is not going to play in this game. And that means Cameron Payne gets a lot of usage. This feels so gross. My favorite Suns prop is also Cameron Payne, but I'm talking about a different Payne prop. Over six and a half assists. He had nine the other day. That's a good one, right? All those shooters to throw the ball to, Bridges yeah. and Booker and all those guys. That That is one where, man, you feel like you're going to take it and you're feeling good. And all of a sudden, we're going to hear Chris Paul's <laughs> in and you're like, oh, no, it's over. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the information that you might uh, want to wait on there. Booker, you like. I like George more, and the uh, PG number is at 30 in the hook. I'm going to go with George over. Uh, do you like Paul George as well, or are you just going to roll with Booker? Yeah, I like George. I, I'm not going to take it, but I do like Paul George tonight. Uh, it's just, you know, you feel like he's going to have to score a lot of points to keep them in this game. I just feel better about Paul George at home in the playoffs. I feel better about him scoring more points, you know, in Los Angeles than I do on the road. And it, it's not, you know, the Clippers are this team. George is this player where it feels like the, the stars have to align. Like it really all mm-hmm. has to make sense. They have to feel great. They have to be at home back against the wall. Then I, I trust them almost even more. Tonight's a weird spot for them. I, I, I you, They don't want to go down 0-2, obviously. But I don't know if the Clippers, because they've been down so many times, feel that kind of pressure for, you know, for George to have one of those big games and, and even it. Yeah, with the the Booker numbers, something you might want to take a look at is the status of Marcus Morris when we find out uh, if he's going to be in the game or not because Booker obviously went off in the second half when Morris was off the court, and I feel like we can't wrap uh, the NBA prop conversation without discussing Terrence Mann just throwing it out there. Nothing I love, but here are the props. 11.5 points, 4.5 rebounds, 1.5 assists. What he did the other night to the Jazz completely throws off any feeling you have on what the heck right. Terrence Mann is going to do. Because you can't just look at his game logs and say, all right, this is kind of what he is. This is what I feel. This is the matchup. I mean, he randomly threw a, almost a 40-point game out there in, in one of the most significant games of his life. I, I, I would lean under tonight with Mann, but I don't know. I mean, Joe, I, I, I'm staying away from Terrence Mann bets. And uh, Bulls 20-1 to 1 get the first pick overall. They have a 4.5% chance of doing so. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You taking it? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. But I, I'm going to land on a team. I mean, this is just, this is lottery stuff, right? Houston, Detroit, Orlando are the favorites at plus 550 to get the number one overall pick. All three of those teams have a 14% chance. Then it's Oklahoma City and Cleveland both plus 700, they have an 11.5% chance. I do like the changes that we've seen. Uh, the flattening the out of the odds. Yes, I, I do like it because, you know, I'm, I'm just messing around here as, as a guy that pays uh, close attention to the Bulls, and they have a 4.5% chance. But look, Houston, Detroit, Orlando at the top with 14%, and then the Bulls in, in the middle at 4.5%. If it's Golden State, Man, come on. You can't tell me this isn't fixed if Golden State gets it with a 0.5% chance. 
No, well, well, that would be frozen envelope stuff. That's that's Patrick Absolutely. Ewing Georgetown stuff. We, you know, we the, the, there's investigations. People are talking about conspiracy theories if we go there. Okay, so that's uh, our any anything else that uh, you did not hit? I've got all the uh, prop stuff that I was looking. No, at. I'm good on the basketball. Okay, let's go to Major League Baseball. K props, Joe, you uh, nailed it yesterday. Joe G, you gave out Darvish and Maley. Maley, right? yeah. Maley was the other winner. Okay, anything else that you like? Uh, yeah, tonight? I've got two K props. We we touched on one about an hour ago. I, I'm going to go Giolito over seven and a half against the Pirates. He gets to face a pitcher. His last four starts, twelve Ks, nine, nine, seven. So he's on a good run with strikeouts here. The Pirates are bad. He gets to face a pitcher. I like there. I like that one there. And then I'm going to go the under, Garrett Cole against the Royals. Royals is one of the more difficult teams to strike out. Cole's strikeout numbers now for five starts have gone down. It's barely over a strikeout inning. It's seven and a half. Cole is seven and a half. Um, you get plus money to go under seven and a half today with Garrett Cole, plus 105. And I, I just think Cole, he threw a lot more changeups last time. It looks like he's changing. It seems like he's trying to figure out how to pitch without the sticky stuff. Let's just put it that way. And he's still effective, but it's different. I will go Garrett Cole under seven and a half strikeouts today against the Royals. It is a little juiced, but you can find an eight and a half out there for Garrett Cole. Eight under. and a half. Yes, yes. I, I would take a look at the Cole eight and a half. So there are a few that I am considering. Uh, one thing that uh, you should look at with the K props was a couple weeks ago when all this stuff came out about how they're going to change things up. And it finally goes down Monday. Uh, the numbers, the, the RPMs for the spin rate started to go, go down throughout the league. So we've had for most pitchers, three starts since June 3rd. So you might want to take a look at uh, how they've looked since then. Eduardo Rodriguez at Tampa Bay. The Rays have the second highest strikeout rate in all of baseball. The Rodriguez number is at six and a half. His last start at Atlanta, he had eight. Uh, a couple starts ago at the New York Yankees, he had seven. Rodriguez over six and a half. And uh, the number that really stood out to me is in 46 plate appearances against this Rays roster, he has a strikeout rate of 35%, willing to bite on over six and a half. I'm going to go no for this reason. And it's a small reason, but the, the, you know, in these K-props, one batter here, one batter there, it does matter. Wander Franco yes. has been called up. And I know he's a rookie, and I know, look, he's just arrived. I mean, this is to expect a lot of him. But if you look at his minor league career, look, Wander Franco, 95 walks, 75 strikeouts in just over 200 professional games. I mean, he is one of the most advanced hitters we've seen in a very long time from the perspective of walks and strikeouts. My guess is, and it look, it could change as his first game, but I would guess Wander Franco's not going to come up to the major leagues and strike out a lot. It seems like he makes mm. contact. That could hurt the K-Prop tonight. I was considering Morton, but I, I've looked at his recent starts. He just got over the number of six and a half in his last start against St. Louis, three against Miami, five against the Dodgers. I, I didn't love that number of Morton, even though he has a history of striking out the Mets a ton. Yeah, and McNeil back for the Mets, who's in, in a similar vein. He makes a lot of contact. He's one of the hardest guys to strike out, so that's another tough guy for Morton to face. Peralta, last three starts, six and six, both against Cincinnati, nine against Arizona, against Arizona today, number six and a half. It's the over. Freddie Peralta's the over. I like that one. Ar Plus, you got to feel like Arizona popped some champagne last night. They're not going to be themselves tonight. They got to win. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. We're all over Milwaukee. The number is not terrible. When I looked at the matchup, the pitching matchups, even though I do like Gallon overall, 
and what he's going to be over the course of his major league career, uh, I, I thought the Milwaukee number would be much higher than what you can see. I believe it's around minus 139 at some spots, including points bet. So I, I can't. Arizona went two in a row? No way. Yeah, no way. I, I went off the reservation yesterday. I took Arizona to win. I'm not doing it again. They got their win. Peralta's a really good pitcher. And the, and the pitcher of the Brewers right yesterday, Brett Anderson's hittable. So Arizona got off to a lead. Peralta is one of the actually least hittable pitchers. I mean, look at his, his hits per nine. I mean, it's really difficult to square him up. I'm with you on Milwaukee and Peralta. Uh, we have some intriguing matchups today in the Euros. I know a lot of you working from home, you're hanging out, listening to BetQL Daily. You're going to be betting on some of this stuff. Uh, so let's get some insight from ESPN. Sebastian Salazar will help us uh, with futures and individual matchups, how we should bet on it. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio. Keep it locked on BetQL Daily from BetQL.